Welcome to The Well, a podcast all about living wisely and faithfully as a follower of Christ. The goal? To give you guidance, food for thought, and to encourage you as you engage the people and situations that you encounter daily. Now, here's your host, Sean Barkley. Hi there, how are you? Hopefully you're great. In spite of the fact that the world has gone crazy and it's on fire, I still hope you're great. And uh, thank you for uh, being a part of this podcast. Appreciate you giving me 15 or 20 minutes of your time. Even I'm multitasking right now, looking at my phone. I'm going to quit doing that right now. We're going to talk about living wisely and faithfully in God's wonderful world that, as we know, is on fire. At least it is in this country. And today I want to talk about being teachable. Because I think that's a really important life skill that a lot of us miss. The importance of listening and being open and being flexible so that we can be taught by God. I was reminded of being teachable a couple years ago. My wife and son and I went to the Freedom Center. It's a museum here in Cincinnati, beautiful place on the banks of the Ohio River, right downtown. It basically is a museum that traces slavery in this country from the beginning to modern-day slavery and human trafficking around the world. And so there are exhibits and there are articles and their essays dealing with the Civil War, the Underground Railroad, and different things such as that. And I really didn't want to go that day that much because I had other things I wanted to do. But the longer I was there, the more I wanted to be alone. I didn't want to be around anyone because it was interesting and uncomfortable. It was interesting because I love artifacts and I love history, and so it was fun to see all that. Fun, maybe not the best choice of words. It was, it was interesting. It was enlightening. It was uncomfortable because I had to realize that some of the things I think are wonderful have roots in slavery. I mean, I grew up in central Kentucky, beautiful rock walls and these wonderful farms, probably built by slaves. I've conducted funerals in cemeteries that have patches outside the wall of graves that were dedicated and given to slaves. Mm, Very uncomfortable. There was an exhibit called Open Your Mind. And I participated in that. And the purpose was to help us understand implicit bias. And of course, it was a good reminder that we do all have an implicit bias, even if we don't act on it. And it was also a good reminder that sometimes this is hard to see in our own life, and it's hard to admit in our own life. And and yet it's there. And I tie all that back to being teachable. That experience was teachable for me, even though I'm a man in my mid-50s. I think being teachable and listening is an important life skill. And I tie being teachable to listening. You know, a lot of us have excellent hearing, but we still don't really hear. And a lot of us have 20-20 eyesight. We still don't see. We develop selective hearing. We learn how to tune each other out. We learn how to tune God out. And Jesus understood this, and he talked about having ears to hear. I want to spend a little bit of time with you today on Jesus' parable of the sower and the seed. You'll find it in Matthew chapter 13. Now, parables, many of us were taught, and I think this is a good definition, were Jesus' earthly stories that contained a heavenly meaning. And I think that's very valuable. I do a lot of teaching and a lot of speaking, and I understand parables almost like a sermon illustration or a teaching illustration because it connects us with a spiritual truth that's very relatable. And I can think of countless examples of sermons I've preached 
where I've thought, you know, we're opening God's Word and these are incredible spiritual insights. And the one thing that people remember from the sermon is some kind of tiny little story I told that in many ways was almost like a, like a mental breather or a yawn to give people just a moment to pause. We just tend to connect with those stories. And that's what parables do. And what I'd like to do is look at that parable of the sower and the seed in Matthew chapter 13. Jesus basically says there was a, a sower who was out sowing seed. And he was at the Sea of Galilee. I imagine he probably was looking out to the fields and maybe even saw a sower sowing seed. And he said, you know, some of the seed fell on a hard path and it did not grow. And other seed, well, it fell on the rocky ground. It grew for a while, but then it didn't. And some of the seed fell into the thorns and it grew, but then those thorns kind of choked it out. And then other seed fell in the good soil, and boy, did it produce an amazing yield. 100 times, 60 times, 30 times the amount of seed that was sown. And then he concluded by saying, if you have ears to hear, I hope you'll hear this. Wow. What's he trying to say here? Let me ask you this. Have you ever wondered why some of us hear the truth of the gospel and we understand it, we believe it, we commit to it, and we act on it. And others of us hear the very same truth of the gospel, whether it's spoken or whether we read it, and we don't understand it, we don't believe it, we don't commit to it, and we don't act on it. Why would that be? Well, again, some of us have ears to hear, and others of us don't. Now, we all have ears, but some of us can't hear. So why would that be? Let me give you a couple of thoughts before we kind of dig into the the parable. The first is believing and understanding and acting on God's truth of the gospel is a gift. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. You see, no matter how hard you and I try, ultimately faith is a gift. No matter how intelligent we are, no matter how wise we are, no matter how insightful we are, it's a gift. Perfect example from the gospel. Jesus says to Simon Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you're the Christ, you're the son of the living God. Jesus did not say in return, hey, way to go, Peter. You crack the code, you're number one, you get the gold star. No. He says, blessed are you, Simon Peter, for flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. In other words, blessed are you, but not because of you, <laughs> but because of God. It is a gift that God gives us. You know, to get a little theological with you right now, our fallen nature is such that on our own, we can't possibly understand, believe, and commit to God because we are totally depraved people. And so one of the things I think you and I have to think about when it comes to faith is that we should never feel superior to others because we believe and they do not. Because the only difference between that person and you or me is we've been given a gift they have not yet been given. And the other insight into this particular thought that faith is a gift is that when you and I approach God's Word, I think we go humbly and ask for the Holy Spirit to open us to God's truth. Another reason I think that some of us hear and believe and others of us do not is that insight into God's truth is a matter of the heart and the mind, both. The condition of our heart can be a barrier that keeps us from hearing, that keeps us from being teachable. Let me just kind of just give you a couple of examples of barriers that you and I might have in our own life. One barrier is I'm not willing to be changed. I'm right. This is the way it is. Boom, it's over. 
that is a barrier to being teachable. That is a barrier to hearing and responding to God's Word. Another barrier that you and I might have is, hey, I kind of like my sins. They're kind of fun. And I don't want to give up on that destructive relationship. I don't want to give up on that destructive habit. I don't want to give up on that activity that takes me away from God. And because of that, we're not teachable because we kind of like these old sins in our old ways. Another barrier might be that we have some bitterness in our heart, that we harbor some animosity or some prejudice and some hatred. And that is like a poison that hardens the heart. And so Jesus, as he's talking about being teachable and using this image that was familiar to the people who heard it, I mean, they understood the principles of sowing seed and reaping. They got all that. What they didn't understand was the spiritual insight. And so as he was talking about their need to be teachable, he talks about these different places where the seed falls. And the first, as I mentioned, was it falls on the path. In Jesus' day in Palestine, there were narrow walkways among the fields that people would walk. And they were narrow because, hey, you've got this field, you want to maximize the yield of your crop. You need as much to grow as possible. And so those paths were well packed and they were baked by the heat and a seed could not possibly penetrate that. And I would characterize that barrier as having a hard heart. I mean, think back to that list I just gave you of some of the barriers that keep us from being teachable. Those are, the, those are evidence of a hard heart. Not willing to be changed. It's a hard heart. I'm right. Liking our old sins. Lord, I don't want you to give me a heart of flesh. I want to keep this heart of stone despising another person or having prejudice against that person is evidence of a hard heart. And so as you think about being teachable, because that's what God wants us to be, that's what Jesus is saying in this parable, a question to ask is, am I closed off to God? Am I creating a barrier in my heart that prevents me from being teachable? Is there some sin, habit, some activity? Do I have some prejudice? or bitterness, or hatred? Am I stubborn and unwilling to be changed? Are any of those things going on in my life? A hard heart. Being teachable, let's continue on. The other seed fell on the rocky ground. The rocky ground was a place where there was no room for a root system to be formed, and so the seed could grow kind of quickly, but only for a short, short amount of time. And I would characterize that as being shallow in heart. In other words, we're kind of uh, fickle and we're not teachable because we've got so many little things we're interested in. We're shallow. We hear the message, we're moved by the message, but then we wither when the heat comes because there's no place for the root system to be formed. I can't tell you how many times in, in my life as a pastor I've had people come to the church and, and just gung-ho, like, oh, all in. Loving the church, loving every minute of the church, just cannot wait to, to be there when the doors open. And Sean, your sermons are awesome. I just want to listen to them every week. I can't wait to get more and more involved. And every time the doors open, that person's there. And then suddenly you don't see them anymore. And you make a phone call and say, hey, I've missed you. What's going on? And they said, you know what? I just I got so much stuff going on in my life right now. It's just not a good time. So they, they, they bloom brightly, but they don't last for long. Uh, and I think that's a shallow heart. I remember when I was uh, working at a church camp, 
was actually a church camp I attended when I was young. And every week when we would go to this church camp in the summer, from junior high on, many of my friends, and I guess myself included, would fall in love. Oh, I have just met the most wonderful, beautiful, godly person on the planet. I am just so in love. And, you know, the tears on Sunday would be rolling down our cheeks and we'd be pledging our love for one another. And I'm going to write you a letter every day. And if my parents allow me to make a long-distance phone call, it was a long time ago, if my parents allow me to make a long-distance phone call, I will call you as often as possible. And that Sunday, with the tears rolling down our cheeks, we pulled away in the car, and then by Tuesday, couldn't even remember that person's name. Fickle, a shallow heart. And that can be a barrier to being teachable. The third type of soil, and I kind of lump this with the rocky ground, is the thorny ground. We hear, we believe, but there are just too many other things going on. And the thorns choke out the growing plant, just like the cares of our lives can choke out the things that we um, are being called to do as faithful disciples of Jesus. And I would call this a divided heart. So we got a hard heart, a shallow heart, and a divided heart. Martin Luther, the great reformer, uh, used to say when he was busy, I'm going to get up an hour early to pray and study. Now, when you and I are busy, we don't get up an hour early. We eliminate something from our day. And often what we eliminate is our time with God, our time in prayer, our time in study. That is a divided heart. There's just too much else going on. And in both the case of the rocky ground and the thorny ground, what I see is distraction. The distractions of life keep you and me from being teachable. A hard heart keeps us being from, from being teachable, and being distracted keeps us from, from being teachable. I mean, think about how distracted you and I are right now. CNBC, did I say that right? CNBC, yeah. Sounds weird, doesn't it? CNBC. That sounds better. In 2019, they re released a survey. 25% of all Americans worry about money, quote, all the time. Well, 40 million people have been laid off this year. I wonder how much higher that percentage is today. You talk about a distraction, that kind of worry. When I think about distraction, I think about distracted driving. You know, a third of all car crashes are either directly or indirectly related to distracted driving. Distracted driving means that there, there are three things that we do. We become distracted manually. We take our hand off the wheel. Maybe we grab our cell phone. Or we become distracted visually. We take our eye off the road to look at our cell phone. Or cognitively, we take our mind off driving to think about communicating with someone. And sometimes we do all three of those things with our cell phone. And when we are distracted for three seconds, driving 70 miles an hour, we travel basically the length of a football field blindfolded. And what I think is happening in a lot of our lives right now is we're just distracted. And we're going through life blindfolded. And when you and I are distracted, we are not teachable. And God wants you and me to be teachable. He wants us to have a receptive heart. The opposite of a hard heart. Or a shallow heart. Or a divided heart. The fourth type of soil, Jesus said, is the good soil. And when the seed falls into the good soil, it grows. 
and produces a, an amazing harvest. And the question for me is, how can I develop that good soil, understanding that ultimately faith is a gift, but ultimately there are things I can do that are a barrier to receiving faith. And here's a kind of a quick little, little pithy statement. The Holy Spirit can't fill us if we're full of ourselves. How can we be receptive? We have to be open. We have to create and allow for space to have the Holy Spirit operate. You see, God answers every prayer. The, uh, let me say that. I, I want to say that differently. The answer to every prayer is to give us more of the Holy Spirit. So we ask, God, give me more love. God wants to give us more of the Spirit. Give me more patience. Give me more strength, more joy, more peace. God wants to give us more of the, of the Spirit. And I think what God says to us is, give me more room. We read in the book of Acts, chapter 17, the text, Luke writes, in God we live and move and have our being. I love the word move here. It's the Greek word kineo. It's where we get the word kinetic. And I think kinetic energy. It means to be set in motion. Here's what I believe. The Holy Spirit in your life moves us and sets us in motion in ways that will make us good, rich soil that produces more and more fruit. Because that's what God wants to do. God wants to produce more fruit in your life, more fruit in my life. And so when we make room for the Spirit, and open, us, and open ourselves to the Spirit, God moves us in that direction. Gosh, John Calvin, the old reformer, the father of the Reformed tradition, in addressing the topic of how a person receives the gift of faith and how a person grows as a believer, basically said the, the only thing we can do is put ourselves in the position to receive it. We have to do that. Make ourselves ready. We can't give ourselves the gift of faith, but we can certainly open ourselves so that we are ready to receive that. That's what it means to be teachable, to develop those ears to hear, to, to allow God to get into our lives and change us, to, to forget about being hard-hearted, and to say, God, I want you to change me, and God, help me to turn away from these old sins, these old habits. God, please remove the prejudice and the bitterness and the hatred from my heart. The barrier of being distracted. God, help me not to be so shallow of heart, but give me the gift of your Spirit to add deeper roots. Help me to make space for that. God, help me to be not so divided in my heart where everything else and all these distractions are choking out your Spirit but give me an openness to you. That's what it means to be teachable. I do some consulting and help with different churches and pastors, and I remember helping a congregation not long ago, and we walked through a visioning process and what that looks like and did some strategic planning and what that looks like. And as I was getting ready to go, we were doing a little Q&A. It was the pastor and some of the key leaders of the church and then they invite the entire congregation in for a luncheon. And we're kind of sharing some of the insights that uh, God had given them. And someone in the crowd, as I was kind of signing off and saying goodbye, uh, said, hey, Sean, we feel lifeless and empty as a church. Give us the first step we should take. 
man, what a great question. After all the visioning and after all the, the planning, and I pondered that for a moment, and I said, you know what your first step should be? Put God's Word at the center. Read it. Preach it. Study it. Pray it. Because when you do that, you are putting yourself in the position to receive. You're making room for the Spirit to do something in your life. You know, it seems to me that a lot of us need to develop the gift of being teachable and learn to listen and allow God to do things in our lives that we cannot even imagine. Yep, this parable, it's an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And the simple meaning is this. God says, I want you to be someone who is teachable, who has ears to hear. So take your life and, and, and pray that you'll not be hard-hearted. And take your life and pray that you won't be so distracted. And take your life and open yourself to me. In doing so, you put yourself in the position to receive every good gift I want to give you. Friends, that was a little more than I intended, but I got kind of on a roll. But I'm done for today. There's always next week. Thanks again for listening. You take good care. Bye for now.